0: Hello, welcome to the Nintendo Bros Podcast. This is Pete. And this is Derek. And we talk about... What do we talk about, Derek? We talk about anything video games, but usually Nintendo. Alright, yeah, I mean, hopefully you know that by now, if you're an avid listener. um, And if you've clicked on the Nintendo Bros Podcast, hopefully you like Nintendo too. Otherwise, why are you here? (laughs) So this week, actually, there there hasn't been a ton of news this week, and we're kind of expecting some news, you know, coming throughout this year. So we're going to talk about Mario Kart. Yes. Yes. Respond. Yes. Yes. This sorry. This is a Mario Kart episode, exactly. Yeah, and um, you know, I've been a Mario Kart fan since the original, and I've actually had I've played and owned every single Mario Kart. Um, and, I mean, other than the, I don't have the arcade cabinet in my basement. Um, Did you play Mario Kart Tour? Yes, I have downloaded and played it, uh, but I'm not, I'm not like, extensively deep into it, but I have played yeah. it, and I've, I have, right. have even played the arcade version. Both, the, the first version and the second version of the arcade. One hmm. Na- Namco made. Have you tried the arcade one? Uh, no, I have not. And I haven't played Tour either. Okay, well, anyways, I mean, if, I think there's, you know, the eight core Mario Karts... Plus the deluxe spin-off, plus the two arcade cabinets, plus tour. So that's about, I don't know, 10, 11 Mario Karts and change. Yeah. And this has skyrocketed to Nintendo's number one franchise. Uh, full, when stop, did, did, full stop, full when, when <laughs> stop. When did that kind of takeover happen? Um, I'm trying to think. So on the game... It's not, like double, it's not like Double Dash was huge. I think Wii was kind of where... It, uh, double Dash was huge um it just i didn't know that smash bros melee sold more overall um but i mean smash bros melee was the top selling game on gamecube but but i mario kart double dash wasn't far behind Hmm. um and i'm pretty sure i mean mario kart even the original mario kart i don't have sales numbers in front of me but the original mario kart was popular like mario kart's never not been popular yeah um, but I think it was the DS version that really took off, because the Mario Kart DS, I think, sold upwards of 20 million units, and then it was kind of the Wii that went over 30 million, and now we're into the high heavens with the 50 million mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it is literally uh, Nintendo's GTA V. Like, is their cash cow, and I think I, I could be wrong on this, but I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been in the top 10 sales in North America since it came out in April 2017. Yeah, that's just insane. It's it's a GTA V level feat, um, and uh, you know I very I very specifically uh, remember renting Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. Hmm. Uh, I remember loving it so we much. Never, I, we never we bought it right? You're yeah, gonna to say we what, ev- we yeah. eventually got it. I don't know. You know, back in the day, it was like you get something on Christmas and your birthday or whenever. But I remember renting it, and um, I remember owning it. Uh, and then I remember the incredible, incredible hype I had for Mario Kart 64. Uh, Hmm. and I I actually remember the day it came out, and I remember coming home from school, I think it was in grade four, and I remember coming home from school, and, like, mom had bought it for me, because she knew how hyped I was, and it was just, like, the most glorious day. Uh, it was a glorious day. Um, (laughs) So, uh, anyways, Derek, let's jump into it. Um, why don't you tell me your memories? I mean, I kind of give you my memories. What, what is your memories of the series? Yeah, I mean, I, I was probably a bit... I mean, I was a bit younger than you for the Super Nintendo, so I I did I have played that. I don't really know if I played it um, on the Super Nintendo that much, maybe a bit with you, but it never really clicked with me. I, I, Super Nintendo, or Super Mario Kart, is one of my least favorite Mario cards, just because I just never was into it enough by the time... Um, I was, you know, old enough. I, I was already playing the, the, the better graphic Mario Karts and, and the ones with, you know, better stages and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I remember following the Mario Kart D4 for sure. Like, we played it a lot together and as, you know, with our siblings. And uh, I, I've owned every single Mario Kart um, except for Double Dash. I've owned DS, 3DS, like seven, 8, uh Wii. So I, I played most of them and I, I, I um, yeah, I love them a lot. Um, did you play, about, did you play Super Circuit on Game Boy Advance? I, I, I did. I own that. I still okay. have it, actually. Great. And um, yeah, the only one I really don't think I really played almost at all was the was Double Dash because that was the time when you had your GameCube in your room and I just wasn't really you know what I mean. I just wasn't playing a lot of GameCube games at that time. Yep. Um, um, but I I do remember playing it with a friend. I remember my friend having that game, and I used to go to his house all the all the time down the street, and we play that uh, co op together. So mm-hmm. that was fun um i I wish they'd bring the mechanic back we'll talk we can talk about that later um yeah i i like them all i i don't think i have as much nostalgia and hype in you know frothing at the mouth as you do but i'm a day one for the 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 games in the series for sure yeah um yeah cool i mean it seems like now it's just it's just such a staple now so it's kind of interesting to look back on on what it, what it was, and I remember, mm-hmm. you know, when Mario Kart 64 came out in, I don't know, 1993 or something, I mean, there's a lot of years for Mario Kart 64, and then a few years later was Super Circuit, and by the time, I just remember by the time Double Dash came out in 2003, it had, it, even though Super Circuit came out in, I think, 2001, uh, it had felt like eons since Mario Kart 64 in 97, like, it had been six years. Mm-hmm. And, and then after that, it kind of feels like we had a Mario Kart every couple of years. With, I mean, Double Dash was 2003, and then DS was uh, 2005, and then, uh, you know, it kind of just it went from there. And then Wii was 2008, and uh, 3DS was 2011. So it kind of when, just... When, uh, it's, when did Super Circuit come out? Super Circuit, I believe, came out in 2001. One, yeah, okay. Um, so it, you, it kind of, yeah... Yeah, because um, Mario, uh, the DS, sorry, the Game Boy Advance came out, I believe, two thousand in the year two thousand, like Marchish, and Super Circuit was either the end of that year in two thousand or two thousand one, um, hmm. around that time frame. Um, but uh, but yeah, like so, it's it's a great it's a great franchise. Um, but anyways, Derek, I kind of tasked uh, you and, and myself to talk about not only our top three favorite Mario Karts. But also our least favorite Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. So I figured I would... Uh, we'll start with you. And we'll, maybe we'll go to our, our third uh, favorite and why. And then we'll go to our first. And then we'll talk about our least favorite and why. Sure. Uh, so um, why don't you go first? Yeah. So my my third favorite is going to be uh, Mario Kart 64, surprisingly. Okay. Um, again, I, I it's kind of the first one I grew up with. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. I really like the levels, the characters. You know, it's one of those games that I remember um playing wait wait, like, wait 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 you liked the characters it feels like it had a really slim character selection yeah but i, I mean as a kid it's just I, I, you're right but it's like i don't know i just like that it had all these varieties and different options and courses and, and i guess you could just say it's nostalgia but mm-hmm. um they have good tracks you know i think of uh warrior stadium um or even like the classic rainbow road like they just have some some stages that have stood the test of time mm-hmm. And um, they introduced a lot of interesting weapons in that that game. And um, uh, I, like- I also, it was cool just adding that, you know, I, again, I have the memories of, that was the first game where I really played 50, 100, 150 CC. You know, I played the mirror mode. I've done, I did all the courses, got gold cups on everything. Like I, I played that game a lot. So I just, I think I have a lot of good memories of that game. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting with 64, uh, you know, for one, the jump to like 3D space at the time was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, the battle mode for me, still to this day, the Mario Kart 64 battle mode seems like it's the most, I played the most, it was the most fun, it was the most iconic. And since then, it seems like the battle mode hasn't really continued with that same luster that Mario Kart 64 had. But the question is really do you think the Mario Kart 64 battle mode is still good or do you think we were just kids and young like like I always think about that with GoldenEye too like do you think GoldenEye would still be fun now or would it just it would just be like oh it was it was fun for the time in our age well let me let me let me put it this way so with GoldenEye's multiplayer we can see that evolving into Halo and now Call of Duty and now you know all, all this like the multiplayer shooter has like evolved from from GoldenEye Mm-hmm. So I think you can't, I mean, yes, it's a little bit old, but I mean, people still play it. Um, but I think with Mario Kart 64, is that like, you got to remember, it came out pretty soon after the N64, and as as far as I remember, it was the very first uh, four-player split-screen multiplayer game. Hmm. Uh, potentially ever. Um, like, I, I really think it might actually be the first four-player split-screen, where, you know, split every part of your 4x3 TV into squares. So, like, that in and of itself was novel. Um, Mm -hmm. And you got to remember, before N64, game consoles were two players, and, you know, N64 having four controllers, I remember being, like, a super big jump. It was like, wow, four people can play? Like, what a paradigm shift in in gaming. (laughs) And I remember thinking, like, well, how do four people play on one screen? And then, I mean, remember seeing the early screenshots and be like, of course, they're splitting the screen in four. So, like, there really was this kind of jump between games being a one-player, maybe a two-player experience to, like, a genuine party experience. And I feel like Mm -hmm. Mario Kart uh, 64 kind of jumped off with that. Um, So, there was, I think in the time, just having a four-player experience was a lot of fun. Like, it was the only thing you could play four players with. It was justified buying all those controllers. Yeah, Um, And I think... But I think, you know, back to what I said about GoldenEye and shooters kind of progressing, you're right that the car combat shooter hasn't really progressed. Like, like Twisted Metal kind of died, and, you know, Mario Kart Battle Mode kind of died, and we don't... I mean, I guess there's, like, Rocket League, but we don't really have that kind of battle mode car combat game. It it doesn't seem like... um, it's really you, but, that fun. I, I mean, yeah, I was just curious. Like, do you really think it would be fun? That, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I actually, don't know. I actually don't think so because, for one, um, as as game as racing games progressed, it seemed like you know, the 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 speed increased and like the kind of the the gameplay was all around like great great racing. And to enhance the racing further and further, kind of meant that like you couldn't have a great like, arena racer. And I, and I think even that's yeah. reflected in Mario Kart uh, 8, where, like, when you're doing the multiplayer, like, the combat multiplayer, it just feels a little bit chaotic and broken, and the controls feel off, and turning around feels clumsy. and Or, or even the racing in general, I find. Sometimes the items do feel like they get in the way, almost, of the game.
1: I don't uh, know in, if you ever feel in, that way. In battle
0: mode, you mean? or No, like, even in the racing, it's like, I just find it doesn't... Sometimes it doesn't feel like um, as technical or as solid of a racer. It feels like it's more of a party game where, you know, you're talking about the evolution of racing. I, I just find, you know, if you talk about like F-Zero, for example, it's a lot tighter, a lot more technical where... Oh, I, I Mark... disagree. I disagree. I, I thought we were talking specifically about battle mode. I think the racing in, in Mario Kart 8 is very refined. But my... I, I, Me too. I just I, I just think... The items get in the way. Is what I'm trying well, to say. but it's but. part of it. It's part of it. But my my point is, is that as the racing's refined, it's moved further and further away from what would make a car combat game fun. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And, and you know, where we're racing, you have this goal to come in first. So you're racing and item balancing. Where if you're just item balancing in car combat, it's almost like well, avoid everyone until you get red shells. And like I think if you if we had the like you know in an on, if a competitive online car combat game would be so much harder to balance. With the randomized items, and I just think as they've they've increased the need for like the feeling of speed and tight turns and like this really great racing, it's it's moved further and further away from from that. And I and yeah, I, I think the only thing that makes the Mario Kart sixty four um battle mode work is is that your kart's moving a lot slower, uh, and that there is only four people. You know what I mean? So there's little things like yeah. that that kind of make it um work. Um. The one thing I want to say though is, you know, as much as I, I agree, I don't think the battle mode has kind of lasted well throughout the 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 series. I, I do have a lot of fun playing those kind of modes once in a while on on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Like you know, I think of the the Shine Run or the Piranha Game. Like those, they, they can be fun. Like, yeah. I just I wouldn't grind them out, but uh, you know, it's not it's not like it's atrocious. It's a fun distraction, and I think later when we talk about like the future of Mario Kart, I have lots of ideas on how they could improve the battle mode. But, anyways, it's an interesting point because it's always been this kind of thing of this Mario Kart has, even since the first one, has really been defined by these two modes, and it really seems like battle mode's kind of taking a back seat, and that's why uh, you know my third pick actually is Mario Kart 64 as well, and simply because of like the nostalgia and the and like the feeling I have around it, and you know, like you said, the the courses mostly all feel iconic, uh, where other Mario Karts not so much and that battle mode right like the and you know the the battle mode was pretty great like the, the courses were a lot of fun i remember there was um you know big donut and there's skyscraper and triple decker and battle and a block four. four block yeah block four yeah and all four of those have like have this unique value in these strategies and um i and i like how it's elimination based so like when you lose three balloons you are out Mm-hmm. Uh, which is something they moved away from, um, but yeah, like you could spend hours playing that battle mode, and and I, I gotta say, for my third place, I did do a tie with Super Mario Kart because it's like I, it's my nostalgia pick here, uh, because ultimately I do think there are three better Mario Karts. It's really just a nostalgia pick, but um, you okay. know, I definitely agree. Like I definitely agree that it's a. So you so broke the rules to your own game. I got it. Well, no, it's it's more that it's more that uh, I'll explain with my second pick why why I feel this way. But it's like, um, yeah, I, I'm picking Mario Kart 64, but I'm kind of giving it a bias because I was there at the time that it came out and have those memories. If I if it was purely about turning on turning it on now and playing it, there's there's definitely three other Mario Karts I'd rather play now, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Like, in, and when I do boot it up on the NSO expansion, it's pretty strictly a nostalgia run, you know what I mean, and yeah. I, I have actually booted up, and it is a lot of fun actually to play Mario Kart 64 on a, on the Switch handheld, it's like, it's like a nice time killer to blast through the GPs when you're like, you know, waiting for a plane or something, uh, but it, but it really is more of a nostalgia rush, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Derek, what's your number two pick? Um, okay, so my number two is, I feel like it might be your least favorite, or it's gonna be a surprise. Um, it's Mario Kart DS. Wow. And yeah. And you know, I, this game has a Derek, lot Derek, of, can I just say Mario Kart DS is my second pick as well. Really? <laughs> we're, really? We're going to have the same top three I already. Yeah. We're, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I did not think that was going to be your second. So yeah, Mario Kart DS. I, I loved a lot. Um, Margaret DS, just make sure it's the one that had the challenge modes, right? It had like the, uh, yeah, the, uh, mission yeah, modes. Like the, yeah, mission. So I love that. Um, but the thing I really, really liked about Mark DS, um, is I know we're talking about technical racing. Is um, that game when you when you power slid, you could actually determine how fast that you got your your yeah. turbo boost. Yeah. So I, I actually played that game so much that I got to the point that you could. Snake. I, I was a, I was able to snake. Like, oh, I, I, I was a, I could totally snake. I <laughs> yeah. was insane at snaking. So like I I remember and another thing I was gonna add is you know the game I think it was eight player only one cartridge which was awesome. Yep. Like I remember, I I I was eighteen, I think, when I was playing this game with my buddies. Um, on my I was going to, um, Mexico for my eighteenth birthday over March break, and I had two DSs. I had the old the old original DS the and fat. the DS Lite. The DS hat, yeah. yeah. So I gave one to my buddy on the plane because we were all sitting in different spots on the plane. And then my other the third guy had his own DS, and I put in my Mario Kart, and they synced up with me, and then we're playing. We played Mario Kart the whole flight, and it was just freaking awesome. Yep. So, um. Like I don't find the levels as memorable in that game. Mm-hmm. Um but overall like I again, I, I find the game really technical and I just I have a lot of great memories of that one. Yeah, same, same here. Um and I remember when it came out it, it felt like that was like one of the first defining experiences of the DS. Mm-hmm. Um not to mention it had some other neat features, like it had Waluigi and Rob as uh not I mean oh, Waluigi yeah. I guess Waluigi was in Double Dash, so he had already been in Mario Kart, but um this was, uh, having Rob was really cool. It's the only time I believe Rob has been in a Mario Kart. Yeah, Rob's, yeah hasn't been in, he wasn't in the Wii, and he hasn't, yeah, yeah, it's the and, only one. And it's also worth mentioning that it uh, was the first time they brought back retro courses. So b- b- before Mario Kart DS, every Mario Kart only had four cups and 16 tracks. And Mario Kart DS was the first one that kind of opened that up to more tracks by including the retro ones. Hmm. So yeah, it had it had an extra uh, group of courses, and worth mentioning, it's the first Mario Kart to go online, which was okay. I remember yeah. I remember doing uh, Nintendo uh, online Wi-Fi back then. It was pretty janky, but it, it was fun. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember that too. Yeah, um, and also like you said, it's it was. I, I remember bringing it to school, and we had a, I remember in art class we had a full like six plus people playing at a time, and most people had Mario Kart, but we had you know big big races going, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it was really competitive, and we, like, literally art class was Mario Kart DS class, (laughs) Um, and uh, also worth mentioning, I I mean, we talked about the battle mode, I think Mario Kart DS was the last time we had a a pretty great battle mode, Um, because, you know, for one, you had that cool uh, DS level, where you're, like, riding on a DS, but also it had, it, it, it was elimination style where you, you could blow up your own balloons again with the mic you, right? that was lame where you could hold down select which worked better yeah um but also like after mario kart ds yes, they moved away from the elimination style balloon battles and they kind of have this lame like point system oh yeah yeah. and that's really i think hampered the entire battle mode since then and I, i've literally been clamoring for a elimination style battle mode um and they just won't do it um <laughs> but yeah d s was was great, and also like you know the graphics were pretty great for the d s and I also loved the additional strategy of having that second screen and not only seeing the map but seeing what items everybody else had, and there was a mm. real strategy to that if you could see you could literally see what someone had behind you and know how to like you know deal with your items hmm. Uh, I've I've always looked at the items in uh, like the item management in Mario Kart as it's like its own uh, kind of mini poker game. Totally. Do you, do you ever um, when do you ever see a blue shell coming up the map and purposely slow down to be in second? Of course, yeah, and so yeah, so yeah. that's literally a strategy where like if you're in first and you know there's a good chance there'll be one blue shell per match, you kind of have to make that decision in that first lap. Well, do I hover back and like let second place take it? Or do I get such a commanding lead that it won't matter? And you kind of have yeah. to make that decision. And I love, I love that kind of. It's like playing poker. Um, but anyways, Derek, I, and I, I should mention that Mario Kart DS and Mario Kart Seven for 3DS to me are, are pretty close. And I probably could have gone 3DS as my third pick because I really loved Mario Kart Seven. I thought it was just really tight. It kind of mo- the, the modernized the, uh, the the best item balance until eight. Mm. But ultimately, I, choose, I chose DS because I think, it, I agree, the snaking was better, was more fun. And also, it was um, just very, it was just awesome to have that on a handheld and, and have it, all the, you know, the mission mode, the good battle the online. Fire, yeah, and yeah, in, in Mario Kart Super Circuit on a handheld, like, I, I don't love that one. Uh, so, to have, like, a 3D polygonal great Mario Kart handheld experience, to me, like, Mario Kart DS, like, defined Mario Kart as a handheld game. Like, after, mm-hmm. before that, it was, like, a console game. You play with your friends around a TV. But after DS, it was like, no, this is an excellent on-the-go game. Yeah. Um, okay, Derek, what was your... I think you know your first choice. What is it? <laughs> yeah, my number one is, is very obvious. It's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, of Yeah, course. same here. Yeah, I can't believe we have the top, same top three. That's hilarious. Um. Yeah, I mean, this game is just... It's disgusting how much content there is, and they're still adding more content. Mm-hmm. Um, I find the game, the, the actual driving element, it feels the best, the smoothest. The level's the most interesting. Um, it feels the most balanced. Um, the online is is really good, as far as Nintendo online goes, at least. Um, I, I really don't have a single issue to talk about with Mark 8 Deluxe. Like There's really nothing that I would complain about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a perfect game, honestly. I, I find the item balancing to be by far the best in the series. Yeah. I'm um, I do. i going to drop, drop something right now and say that I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is not only the best um, Mario Kart game, but I think it's the best racing game of all time. Stop. I, I would I would agree with that. Um I know people some people prefer sim racers, you know, F0 G X is really great too, but as far as a a game that anyone can play that has like polished, great graphics, tons of content, tons of variety, and feels great to play. Like it's easy to learn, tough to master, feels great to play, and the sense of speed, the sense of chaos, like I mean there's just nothing, yeah. there, there, there's just nothing better, you know? Yeah, I agree. There's those moments when I play online and you're kind of um, you know you know, when you're playing against the CPU, it's easy to, like, blast ahead and just kind of win. Uh, and if you're with a your friend, like, it's you and your friend and then everybody else. But when you're online, you get these moments where it's, like, all 12 racers are, like, really tight together. And it just, like, totally hits me in that moment where it's, like, wow, it's just like the box art where, like, all the races are, like, kind of in this tight cluster of uh, excitement. <laughs> and, like, yeah. I don't think that's really materialized until 8 and 8's online mode. Um, and 8 also, I just think the online is is beautiful. Like, I know people, there's, it, it stands to have improvements, and we talk about that later, but in terms of, like, firing it up, jumping online, having a seamless 60 frames online experience, it's, like, so easy to do, and mm-hmm. so quick, and I, I, Mario Kart 8 on Wii U and Slash Deluxe, it's my most played online game ever, full stop. Yeah, it doesn't see, like nowhere near for me. I do love it. I have never gone into the online as much as you. Like I played a lot more probably um like local co-op or local multiplayer than you did, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I love the online, it just wasn't as I, I like playing with people I know or in the room. Yeah, I I remember just sitting, like when I got it, I I would just literally jump online and play match after match after match after match. Um yeah, it's it's awesome. Um I mean, you said you had no complaints. I have a couple complaints. Um, I mean I, I'm sure there's something I would want to add or like small little things but overall like I, I I would give this game a 10 out of 10 if I was a reviewer um, I, I mean it's it's hard to say like I would say now in retrospect yes a 10 out of 10 but if I was reviewing at the time it came out I probably wouldn't give it a 10 because I, I have some things that I think could stand to be improved. Okay. Uh for one, um I find that like playing alone, they really should have incorporated something to I mean, yes, the gameplay is so strong and like the gameplay in and of itself is fun enough, which I love about Nintendo, but I just wish that I like there's some gimme factor of like, okay, every time I do a GP, I'm collecting a little bit of this to get a little more of that. And what? didn't you get didn't you get carts and stuff? You get carts and stuff, but it's just not rewarding. It's too random. It's like every hundred coins you get a new cart piece, and then eventually you have them all. And and for me, you know, what, what, give me an example of what you wanted then. I'm just um, curious. I don't know new new may, maybe new costumes or or you have to buy new colors or even even if even if it was a matter of rather than unlocking cart cart parts arbitrarily, there was like a little toad shop where you could spend your coins. So you actually had a little more of a. I don't know, the feeling that you're always working towards something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, like, I, I'm someone who just likes to have sometimes, like, reasons to, to keep going, like, arbitrarily. Like, even if I'm unlocking art or, like, a music list or or something, like, or or if it's like Smash Bros, where you start off with only eight characters and then you have to buy them with coins. Like, I, I love that stuff. I love the kind of. Um, yeah. Like Smash Bros. Unlock kind of thing. Yeah, like some sort of feeling of achievement. And it was even worse with Deluxe because Deluxe came out and and you had all the characters and you had all the cups from, from the start. Um, so I just don't really get that sense that I'm, like, ever really achieving anything. Uh, and it'd be cool if, like, even, like, uh, in, um, Mario, New Super Mario Bros. 2, how you kind of have this endless coin counter. (laughs) So, like, you can just play the levels over and over again, and your coin counter just keeps going up and up and up and up, and then when you get to a million, like, something changes, but I just would love to have Mario Kart 8 have have an infinite coin counter. So it's like, yeah, like, I've got this many coins, I've played this long, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. My other complaint about it is that the character selection seems like it kind of went backwards a little bit. Um, not having Diddy Kong, I don't know what that's all about. Not having Birdo, I don't know what that that's all about. And yeah, or, or Funky Kong, or Funky Kong. And then meanwhile, we've got like Metal <laughs> Mario, Baby Mario, Baby Peach, Baby Luigi, uh, R- Rose Gold Peach, or whatever. Yeah, Pink. and like Tanuki yeah. Suit Mario. Like, there's a few throwaway characters. Um, I, I'm still holding out hope that they'll have more characters in the in this DLC, but I, I, don't, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so either. But um, they're all they're working hard on nine pro, or the next marker, or whatever it is. Well, oh, we'll we'll talk about that too. But um, the other thing that I, I can levy a complaint against it is is again the battle mode, um, which I think is good and I like the modes. But again, like make an elimination style balloon fight, balloon battle. Um, mm-hmm. they just it. The thing the thing about it is that. To fight, to do a 12-person match with with 11 other people in a balloon battle is great. But it's like, when when the numbers get smaller, that's when the intensity goes up. And the general idea is that, you know, when you're with 12 people, you're getting more generic items, like green shells and bananas. So it's a Mm -hmm. little more skill-based. And when you get to that lower amount of people, it's like you're getting better items, and it gets way more tense. And I think it'd just be, like, really intense. I know, you know, it doesn't really work because they have... With twelve people, you have a big map, and then you have one on one in that final map, and it could just be like two people in that one map forever, if there wasn't like a timer. You know, I get I get why it doesn't work, and with like the way Nintendo does their player to player servers, like they're it's not it's not a uh, you know it's not they don't have servers that run these maps. It's like one it's like running off of someone else's Switch, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really work. But I think there was a missed opportunity by not having things like you know. A better, a better battle mode or mission mode or coins like there are. It would have been easy to add that kind of stuff. Yeah, like I, I, agree. There's content that they could add, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault a game for not having more content in a sense because I think it already has a substantial amount of content. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, that's like, that's like being like, oh, like I wish, you know, Breath of the Wild, the Breath of the Wild lose points because it could have had another four temples. It's like, do you mark it down for that, or do you just take it because it already has an insane amount of content that's really, really good? Like, uh, I just feel like, uh, like, I, of course, I want, I always want more of the games that are amazing. I want more Mario Kart in every in every aspect, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't write that as a criticism. Well, I guess, I guess for me, I would because it just feels like when you play alone, you just don't have much to accomplish, and getting the gold medals is really. It's just for the sake of seeing that gold medal. I, I just wish there was something to unlock, you know, and, and not, yeah. not coin based uh, cart parts, but really like, oh, get all the golds and get this and get all the whatever you get that like some purpose of it all. And it just feels like they're resting on the laurels of the gameplay, which luckily the gameplay is so strong they can. But let's be honest, every other game out there has some sort of achievement system, especially True. racing games. Um, if you look at, like, Smash Bros. Ultimate, you know, they have an amazing core gameplay just like Mario Kart, but they have an insane amount of things to do and, and unlockables and challenges, and you're right. I, I agree. Totally. So I guess uh, it's mo- it's less about faulting the game and more about leaving room for improvement. Yeah. But that's always been a little bit of a Mario Kart issue, yeah um, but anyways, Derek, let's let's talk about our least favorite Mario Kart. And I want I want <laughs> okay. uh, I want you to go first and tell me which Mario Kart you like the least. Okay, so mine was kind of a toss up. I mean, you kind of mentioned one of them as that I think is going to be yours, but I'm not going to pick that one. Um, you're going to probably hate me for what I say. I, my least favorite is probably Mario Kart Super uh, Super Mario Kart. Okay, the original for the, S- for the SNES. And again, I, I have good good memories of it, and it was fun. But I can't, I, like, to me, it's unplayable now. Like, I, it feels slow. The levels feel almost unfair at times. Like, the, it's all very flat, which I don't, like, you know, once you get to the Mario kart 64 and you get those ramps and jumps and, and, and whatnot, the um, Super Mario cart uh, just feels very um, sticky. I've used that word kind of a lot when we talked about, like, Horizon versus Breath of the Wild. Like, you just feel very stuck to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's very old, but, you know, it's hard for me to go back and it just didn't, I don't have the nostalgia like you do. It didn't jive for me very well. Like it just, it didn't play the way I'd, I'd want a a racer to play. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I I just don't think I, I, again, not a bad game. I just don't love it the way, yeah, I mean, Others. I think I think you're being a bit unfair because the game, like, he's, I mean, it is a 30-year-old game. so we I know, like, exactly. I'm just, yeah. Exactly. So it's always hard to, like, if we're doing our top 10, are we, like, literally just d- discounting it because it's old? Um, the thing is, I, I didn't really play that game growing up, right? So it's, for me, it's like, I put that game, I think the first time I seriously played it was, ooh, I, I want to say, like, on the 3DS. Wasn't that part of the... the no. Um, 3DS never had n uh didn't have super nintendo games until new 3ds oh wasn't it wasn't the ambassador club i thought the ambassador club had uh SNES games you're right the ambassador club would have had it yeah so i think i played it on the ambassador club okay uh and no no sorry no no you would have had super circuit on the ambassador club it was game boy advance uh, games oh, okay okay because i remember playing yoshi's island on the uh, on the, the 3ds but um, that's because I... they re-released it on the game boy advance so you played the Game Boy Advance version of Yoshi's Island on right. 3DS. But okay, it, did, okay. it did come out for the Wii, Virtual Console. I don't think I played it for the Wii. I don't remember, like, Again, I don't really know when I played that game too seriously. I just know I didn't play it when you played it, because I was way too young. So I just yeah. don't... Like, my memories of that game are post-64. So for, well, it, it was 1991, always... so were you even born? No, I was born in 92. So you weren't even born. Yeah, so I... I <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, so I, I just... My memories of that game are only after other Mario Cards have come out. So it's like I can only compare it based off... You know what I mean? I don't have that like, oh, it's a development. It's kind of like, oh... Yeah, I see. Yeah. I see. No, I'm, I'm not uh, discrediting your answer. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think for me, the reason I'm I Mario Super Mario Kart... I mean, yes, it's a nostalgia thing for me. But I also give it some credit for like starting the entire franchise. Yeah, And um, at the time, it was really impressive. Like, that and F-Zero had this kind of Mode 7 racing that was really... It felt like you were racing in 3D. Where, like, every other racing game was, like, practically a bird's-eye-view racing game. You know what I mean? Or, like, some weird isometric that, like, yeah. five frames a second thing. Or a this, bike. This, this had this... And also, um, worth mentioning that, like, it invented the kart racer. Like, the whole idea of getting weapons while you're driving is, like... Completely from that, and also, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of the beginning of Mario building like a unit, like it kind of like its own universe outside of the the, Mar- the core Mario adventure games. Uh, yeah. It was like, no, there's this kind of world where all the characters race together, and um, I guess for me, being young, that kind of like it took it from just being like, oh, Mario's going on another adventure, like like Linkwood, and kind of made like all the Mario friends and world its own place. And yeah, that's cool. I don't know if we would have things like Mario Tennis or Mario Party if we didn't kind of start from that spinoff success of Mario Kart. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree and see that point. I, I just, yeah I, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think it's a found it's a foundational game. Like, it, yes, it, you know, it, so many things are built off of it. I just, for me, the game itself didn't has never been that for me. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Like, there the the things that it's implemented have have echoed. And also, it's, it's uh, you know, some banging music. Like, you know how we think back to Super Mario World and, and uh, you know, the original Zero and A Link to the Past for some of those amazing Super Nintendo chiptune music? Mm-hmm. They're really, truly... Mario Kart also had amazing chiptune music. Um, I gotta listen to some, cause I don't. I can't even think of them. Well, when you, some of the most iconic Mario Kart tracks that are, like, remixed uh, into d- uh, deluxe... You're gonna be like, oh wow! Like it's so cool to know that this song was actually in the original. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing is that it—it's not my least favorite, but I don't see how Super Mario Kart is worse than Super Circuit because to me, Super Circuit is just—I I, don't—I I think it's well worse, and it also has that Mode Seven graphics, but it's just like unmemorable levels and. You know, it, it didn't break any new grounds. And that was, was the other one that was in my bottom too. Yeah, that that's on that's my second. That's my second least favorite. I, I just um, ended up playing that game more and, and grew up with that more, and so I just I, again I have fond memories of it. Yeah, I get. Yeah, it's all. That's kind of a. It's a nostalgia pick, right? Yeah. Um, you know, even the handheld aspect of it, right? It's like it was. I remember being on car trips with you and and like, with our whole family. Yeah, I just. I don't know. Yeah. Um, my, uh, least favorite Mario Kart, I mean, obviously other than the arcade and tour, is actually Mario Kart Wii. See, I, I go I go back and forth on the Wii. Like, I there's things I hate about that game, but there's things that I really liked about it, too. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go into why I, I really don't like it, but, um, <laughs> I think the reason a lot of people do like it or have a nostalgia for it is simply because... It was on such a popular Nintendo console, and it was so, so popular that, like, everybody has these memories of playing it, Mm -hmm. and for a lot of people who are, you know, younger than I am, like, we're now living in a time when, like, adults are, who are in their 20s grew up as children with the Wii, (laughs) so, like, ages me a bit, so I get why for some people, like, Mario Kart Wii is this great nostalgic thing, um... Where you know, for me, it, it, it wasn't as much, and I and you know, I actually it's funny, I remember when they announced it, and I remember, um, when the Wii was kind of having its first year, and you know, it was that 2007 year where, where Iwata came out and said, Uh, this year we're gonna release Metroid, uh, we're gonna release Mario Galaxy, and we're gonna release Smash Bros. Those are like kind of like the big three. On on uh, the Wii. Like after Twilight Princess already come out. And Wii Sports. And they had some other stuff like Mario Strikers. And Paper Mario. Super Paper Mario. But those are the three big ones. It was like all eyes were on Metroid Prime 3. Mario Galaxy and Smash Bros. Those are the three Megas. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. Uh, Metroid came out in August. And was awesome. And Galaxy came out in November. And was awesome. And I remember uh, Smash Bros. Was supposed to come out on December 3rd. And then they delayed uh, Smash Bros. till next right? year, uh, February, yeah. and then it got delayed from February to March in North America, and came out earlier in Japan. Um, but anyways, like the the point of all this was that like my hype for Smash Bros. Uh, brawl was was catastrophically huge, like probably bigger than any Smash Bros. ever. I don't, I just was so incredibly hyped up for it, and the fact that Snake was in it, and and um, the graphical jump from Melee to, to Brawl was was significant. Yeah, yeah. Even though now, I think Melee's way better. Um, I still, at the time, I was like, whoa, and it's online, and it has Sonic, and you're doing the Dojo updates every night. Like, I stay up until 3 a.m. every night, <laughs> waiting for those updates. <laughs> um, and, and it was kind of like, out of nowhere, in 2007, I think it was, out of nowhere, Nintendo was like, oh, and... One month after Smash Bros. comes out, you're also going to get Mario Kart Wii in April. And they just kind of like, it felt like they just kind of farted it out. And I remember the graphics felt like a step down to me from Double Dash. And I think they actually might be, in a way, because Double Dash has this kind of vibrant style. And with the Wii version, they were trying to pack in 12 players. And they kind of added this weird bloom lighting and the tricks and and. I think there, I think there might be an argument that Double Dash is a better-looking game. Um, so it was just kind of like, okay, you know, we I know Wii is not a, a graphical leap in front of GameCube, but Metroid Prime looks great, looks better, Galaxy looks better, uh, Smash Bros. looks better, and here we have Mario Kart Wii that feels like a budget release, you know. Um, so that was my big kind of, like, downer on it. I just wasn't really that excited to play it, especially, like, even the thought that it came out one month after Smash Bros., like, that would never happen now. Um, they'd be, like, a whole year apart. (laughs) Um, but also, I just thought the item balancing in Mario Kart Wii was completely broken. Um, and the control, I don't, I was not really a fan of the motion controls either, and, It just didn't land for me. I I really don't. I really think the item balancing was off. Like they had way too many items to help last place players. Um, And yeah, just um, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, like for me, I I have the same qualms that you do with with the game. You know, I don't think the balancing was good. I I hated the motion controls. Um, A lot of the levels aren't memorable, but I also think it did a lot of things that are now kind of staples to the franchise. You know they they had this insanely huge roster. Mm-hmm. They did add tricks. They yeah. um, twelve players. They, twelve players is what I was going to talk about. Yeah, so twelve players I think is such an awesome addition. Um, and it did have online. I know it, I know the handheld one had online too, but uh, I I just have a lot of memories of playing that, and I think that was the first game that had motorcycles too. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, did. so I, I just think there were some interesting things that were added that I think are are good additions, and I, there's. There's merit and value there. And, and, and like you said, I, I remember going to any of my friends' houses, any of them, and we all played Mario Kart. Everyone knew how to play. Like, I remember playing with my buddy David, and he's not good at video games, but that's the game he played like crazy. So when I went to his house, he and I actually, like, were on the same level where for most video games with my friends, I would just crush them. So it was nice to actually, like, play a game that everyone had played a, a significant amount of time before. Um so yeah, I, I actually agree with you. That's I was humming and hawing about this one because, you know, it does have so many faults. Like Mario Kart Wii, like playing alone. It never felt good, mm-hmm. and it's probably one of the only markers where I never. I don't think I got all the gold trophies or whatever because it just didn't feel. Yeah, you 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 get pummeled if you're a yeah, bad right and exactly the white items. It, it can get frustrating. It's like and that's the last thing you kind of want in a racing game is to just feel like it's it's bullshit when you don't win. Yeah. Um, but. Again, I, I just there's so many positive things that I think were good ideas that they've now developed further to be great ideas in uh, Mario Kart 8. Um, yeah, but I I don't want to I don't want to like overlook those, you know. For sure, and I and I think it, there's a big factor here for both of us and probably for a lot of people is like where were you and what place and time when these Mario Karts came out? Because mm-hmm. you know if you're in college and you're playing with your buddies all the time and laughing and have a great time, like that's where I am with Mario Kart 64 as a kid. Where for me with Mario Kart Wii, like my kind of memory is that like I was kind of falling off of Nintendo at that point and getting more mm. into Xbox and PS3, uh, and and also just that like it it just feels weird that from the very beginning of Mario Kart, since I saw it in that re- video rental store, I like was such a huge fan of the series in every release, and I just had no excitement for Wii. And then once the uh, once the 3ds version came out later, like I was right back on, and now I'm like, it's like I've, it's like I, I'm this huge fan of this series, and then there's just this one black hole in the in the middle of the series, and <laughs> it almost made me feel like this is this is over for me, like I'm I'm over this series now. Mm-hmm. Me- meanwhile, it's like the at the time it's the most popular Mario Kart we ever like combined. So like, yeah. I just kind of wasn't part of that. Um, Part of that uh, culture, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, interesting. I mean, I think I think it goes. To, I always say it goes to say that if people have such a variety of what they love and don't love in, in these Nintendo lineups, like it goes goes to show how high the quality really is. That that there's not like you, a unanimously worst Mario Kart or unanimously worst 3D Zelda. Yeah, just, and, well, and Skyward think- Sword. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that when you talked about Margaret weaving the black hole, I, I was thinking of Skyward Sword a little bit. Um, but I I was gonna say you know I think it's a real testament to Nintendo games just in general that the fact that you know they really do work for any age. And as you said, depending on the age that you played it, any of any game in any of their franchises could be someone's favorite game. Yeah, right. Like so, like I, I like to me like Pokemon. The original Pokemon's are like some of the best games ever. But there are kids that are are playing like Pokemon Sun and Moon, and those games will go down in history as like their pivotal. Like growing up game, yeah, and I just, I, I just, and I think that's true for all of their big franchises, all of the games in those series. Um, someone has that as their favorite game, and I think it's just, it, it's a testament of how solid, even though it might not be our favorite game, of how solid Nintendo makes each of those games throughout their their history. Yeah, I mean, it, it was actually funny. Uh, I was on set the other day, and we were kind of sitting around talking about Mario because we're all Nintendo fans, and and someone said, you know, my favorite is. Mario Sunshine I, I love he was just like I love how like it's a theme in a world and this other guy was like why well, M- Mario Sunshine's not my favorite I love 64 that's the classic and he goes but I don't care for Galaxy it did nothing for me and I'm like well I think Galaxy's my number one and and Sunshine's not my favorite and like we it, we all like had these such a variety of answers hmm. that we were all kind of like isn't it such a great franchise that we <laughs> we still love your least favorite you know yeah um but anyways, back to Mario Kart. Uh, before we get into like talking about the future of Mario Kart, is there any other kart racing or similar style racing that you've ever gotten into over the years? So, I I mean, I think the obvious answer is Diddy Kong Racing. Mm-hmm. Um, I played that a fair bit. Um, but the one that I played probably the most recently that I could talk about is, is Crash uh, Bandicoot Nitro or whatever it was. Crash Team Racing, right? The... Yeah, it was on um, PlayStation Plus, so I played it. It's actually a really, a really fun game. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. There's again, it doesn't feel as nice as Mario Kart. There's definitely a, a differentiation there, and it doesn't feel as smooth. But it, there are some things that are really enjoyable of the game. And again, it's nice to have a different kart racer out there. Um, so I think it was just that in, in in Diddy Kong Racing, as far as like those kind of zany yeah. games go it's, it's funny i'm i'm the exact same way uh i played diddy kong racing i don't know if we ever had it on c4 i think we just rented yeah, it yeah no we owned it we owned it okay and i, uh, I remember oh. I, I don't know if we owned it did we maybe yeah. after a long time we did i'm back- pretty sure we did I just remember we rented it, and I remember our neighbor, Jacob, he, like, was amazing at it, and, like, had 100% of it. And I remember being like, wow, you've 100%, it's a hard game. Like, it's... I know, the bosses are so hard. And it has, like, all these things, like, you know, you redo levels to get challenges. It, it's funny, like, I really wish Mario Kart took a page from the single-player content of Diddy Kong Racing, because Diddy Kong Racing is almost the opposite, where the single-player content's so good, but the multiplayer, I don't really have any, any memories of playing with friends in, in, in Diddy Kong Racing. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like it's not balanced around playing with friends. It's more balanced around uh, the adventure mode. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess my I always had an issue with Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, had uh, for one, it didn't it didn't have any real sense of speed, and I just the flight flying didn't feel great. Uh, the items didn't feel great. Yeah, the items and, are kind of lackluster. Yeah. And I also just like other than Diddy Kong and Banjo, like who are these characters? You know, like I don't I don't know I mean, Conquer these... is in there. Yeah, Conquerors in there, like, before we knew who Conqueror was. <laughs> before they turned him into, like, a, you know. But other than those three, it was just kind of like, I don't know who these people are. Um, but, it, and, and I've played uh, Crash Team Racing. I've played a little bit on PlayStation and Friends Houses, but I've actually played the, the modern one. I think it's awful. I think the controls are awful. I think the learning curve is not fun. Uh, the, the power sliding is not fun. I think the, the uh, just like, Crash Bandicoot as a, as a game. Like, there's just something that feels off about yeah, it. Um, I, I agree. I, I had fun with it, but I, I agree with it. It doesn't feel... Those games don't feel... Good. Smooth and tight. Yeah, exactly. They feel like you don't have control the way you want. It feels stiff. I, I don't know. It's. I think it speaks to Nintendo's design philosophy, where, like, for something like Mario Kart 8, especially, it's almost like they figured out how to make racing feel good and fun and tight in like a very boring grey scale nothing course first and then design the game around those control mechanics where a game mm-hmm. like Crash Bandicoot they're like oh like look at all these concept art for all these crazy worlds and characters and unlockables and, and then they didn't like it's not like the the f- game feel was first and foremost yeah and I mean it even goes you look at Mario Odyssey versus Crash Bandicoot 4 I'm and really it's I'm the same Nintendo. Nintendo's a whole right like if you look at most of their games they just feel good to play you know if they're simple graphics or simple design they're fun to play they feel good you want to keep playing them but if you go to games like i'm going to pick assassin's creed for example um you know they they are this huge world that has all this stuff and all these things to do but it's like is it really fun hour to hour to play that game like i i don't know i guess that's for i think our you're listeners exa- to you're, decide you're exactly right and the and the only other um literally the only other developer that i would say I think puts as much effort into game feel first is probably Bungie. Because Bungie between Halo 1 2 3 and Destiny 1 and 2 like the way those shooters feel to play is like head and shoulders above other shooters.
1: I think um, Capcom
0: has has some I I think they have some faults, but I think Capcom does a pretty good job of it too. Yeah, especially now with uh the way they've done uh, Resident Evil, the modern Resident Evils feel great to play. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, so yeah I, I agree but yeah that that's for me like and, and platinum games too but um, for me game feel is probably the most important thing in a game and that's why I, I gravitate yeah. towards Nintendo so much um, yeah anyways Derek, so look in terms of the future of Mario Kart uh, online there's a lot of talk and it's funny because, You know, on one hand, I see a lot of people who are like, oh, Nintendo must already be working on Mario Kart 9, and how come they're not... They must have it already finished. Like, people are so convinced that Mario Kart 9 is around the corner, where I I, I don't feel that way at all. What do you think? I think it'll be 2025. It'll be on the the next Switch successor. Interesting, okay. Um, I, I just mean, well, I mean, we have Mario Kart 8, Course is coming out till the end of 2023, and I don't know. Do you think they'll just after 2023? They're what they're going to announce it and have it the new game come in 2024? I, I don't know. I I think if anything, uh, it'll be maybe even a little longer because by the time Mario Kart finishes its DLC run at the end of 2023, that they'll probably want to have a year or two of just you know, other stuff. Getting sales of that too. Yeah, and and I, I don't doubt that by then there'll be a Switch Pro and they'll maybe they'll even release like a game of the year edition with all the DLC plus it's maybe four K. You know, I think I think they'll milk it. Mm-hmm. And I think uh also with Smash Bros, I think Nintendo's in this position where they've kind of made the ultimate Smash Bros in the ultimate Mario Kart and they really should just take, carry those games forward. Pretty much go like a decade and um, just re-release them in 4K and Game of the Year editions in 4K and then and add, and, add content if they can. Yeah. You know. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe they don't even need to add content, right? Like maybe it is a matter of like some sort of upgrade plan for people who have it already, and people can buy the Game of the Year edition. I, I don't know, but I just, I just don't see a need for a Mario Kart Nine um, anytime. Jeez, in the next 7 or 8 years and I, I would much rather I know it's it's like they're going to want to use it to sell more consoles because I mean, on a Switch Pro or a Switch 2, a Mario Kart uh, game of the 8, deluxe game of the year edition, like everyone's already going to have that game, right? It's not going to be that exciting mm-hmm. I doubt it's going to like sell another 50 million copies, you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's kind of like, where do they go from there? Um... But I also feel like it gives them the unique opportunity to focus on another racing game, which could be a new Diddy Kong Racing or a new F-Zero, which will bomb. But I, actually, my hope for the future of the Mario Kart team is that they actually are working on a Diddy Kong Racing. Um, kart races are super popular, and there's just no reason why Nintendo can't have two of them. Would that have different kind of design aesthetics? I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I, just, I don't think Nintendo would ever do that, though. I think they would. They they're very careful about. They're they're the most careful company as far as it as far as what their IPs are doing, and making sure they have unique. And they're kind of like, I just could never see them doing that. Well, you just never know. I mean, they did bring back Donkey Kong Country, and they they do bring they did bring back Pokemon Snap, even though Namco developed it. Like I can see them doing a, a Diddy Kong Racing, but you. I think the thing that I'm also not keeping in mind is a game like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's it. It probably took a huge development time and effort and planning and the graphics. Like it's it's not like they can just like poop out a car racing game. Like it's a mm-hmm. lot of development time, and I'm not so sure Diddy Kong Racing could even sell five million copies. You know, so they might just look at it that way. Um, it, it's not just that. It's it, even if it did sell five million or or whatever. They would look at it and say, well, instead of making it Diddy Kong, if we just switch all the characters to Mario and call it Mario Kart, it won't sell 5 million, it'll sell 30 million. Yeah, I mean, but I, I was also hoping that maybe if they did make a Diddy Kong Racing, it'd be like they'd have the DK line, like all the DK characters, but then they would throw like Mario and, and Paulina and, and like some of the characters who tie into Donkey Kong a little bit. So, you yeah, but, I mean, I, but at that point, like they would just name it Mario Kart because Mario Kart is just an established franchise that will sell. Twenty million more copies. But like I guess, business, who cares? The, like at the end of the day, the name will be Mario Kart. I know you're right, but at the same time, like they could announce the Diddy Kong Racing that comes out at the end of next year, and total, and it's more about flying and switching vehicles and single player, this and that, and just have two of them. You know what I mean? And, and rather than because the moment Mario Kart Nine comes out, it's going to cut off the sales of Mario Kart Deluxe. So why not have another kart racing franchise? Like they, it's such a big. Um, genre that's untapped I think there really is room for a, another one yeah um, maybe I mean I, I don't disagree I just don't think Nintendo will do it yeah I am I, um, I agree but um there's also worth wondering like is is it possible that they'll go in a different direction with Mario Kart and I know we've talked about this before and speculated like maybe they take like a burnout paradise style approach where it's like an open concept. Uh, kind of world and more of an adventure single player experience, or maybe it's like a battle royale with like you know forty players and a giant battle mode map. Like, are there alternative ways that they can take this series other than just another you know fifty tracks and, and uh, sixteen cups kind of game? I, you know, so uh, again, I don't mean to be the pessimist, like, and I I think that would be awesome, and I hope they do. But knowing Nintendo and knowing how how much of a staple franchises is to them. They will not they will not deviate from what sells they won't take a risk on this franchise like they're not even taking risks on splatoon like I, again I I know we talked about splatoon before they're not they're not throwing the all these crazy new ideas out there because what is already they're doing is selling they don't Pokemon doesn't reinvent the wheel every generation or any generation well, so but di- Pokemon Pokemon is, is a little bit different because a different okay it's a but different I, developer I, I, I mean, Nintendo owns one-third of, of Game Freak. But I just mean, when Pokemon it comes to Splatoon and Mario Kart, like, that's Nintendo EAD internal like first party, where Pokemon is just the Pokemon company. It's completely different I, I, developers. Okay. All, all I'm trying to say is that uh, if they have a 50 million franchise, they're not going to say, oh, let's try this, something that we've never done before in this franchise. The, the from a business sense that doesn't make any sense, they're gonna say, Well, we should make the exact very similar kind of thing because we know people love it. People will buy it and it's safe. If we do something wrong and it doesn't go well, we just lost our fifty million franchise, let's keep doing the same thing until we see that the sales aren't we what we want it to be. Yeah, I'm I'm not suggesting they all out like Mario Kart Nine is like a completely different game, but could they release like a twenty dollar Mario Kart Battle Royale that's eShop only, or a Mario Kart Adventure that's you know, a like a more single player big world experience that's not, it's almost like a spin off. Like the Mario Kart franchise is so big, they almost have a complete spin off of the a Mario Kart. So, Mario Kart, <laughs> Mario Kart already in a way is a spin off to the Mario franchise, and now we're making a, a spin off to this, yeah, exactly. Well, th- yeah. think of it this way like with, with Splatoon 2, they released the Octo expansion. Like, could they release a, a giant single player content for Mario Kart? Like, could they do I, something like that I think, again? I think. It's kind of it's like we're we're being a little bit of, and I agree with you, like we're being a little bit of Nintendo fanboys here where it's like all these ideas would work and could work and we'd love them, but from a business stance they would look at this and go, Why would we spend time and money and development on something that we could do something else that would sell way more? Like why would they do a single player Mario Kart when they know that the the thing that sells is what they're doing right now? Yeah, you're right. Um so I guess so so let's like let's put our feet in the sand here. Uh where you think that they'll have a new... Like, what's your prediction? You think Mario Kart 9 and it'll be... So, so tell me this. I've got, got to clear my head here. What's the name going to be? When's it going to come out? And, and tell me what you think the game's going to be. Like, will there be a new gimmick or will it be a uh, you know, carbon copy? Like, what, what'll be new? Uh, and and t- what do you think? So I think it'll be Mario Kart 10. I think they've, they've established that Tour is a pretty significant part of the franchise now. So I think it'll be Mario Kart 10. Um, I or have it or have a different name altogether, Mario Kart something. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be very similar to Kart Eight Deluxe, where it's course based, and there probably will be a new mechanic, just like there's you know underwater or tricks or um, the pair sailing Ant- or whatever. Anti-grav, yeah. Anti-grav, like I think there'll be something like that, but it won't be insanely pivotal. I think, and my hope is that they'll focus a lot more on online and just kind of um, the robustness. Like maybe there is kind of like a Splatoon hub for online or maybe there are race teams where you're, you're in a, a a, a race club and you collect points for your club um, or you guys all have the same banners or there's, you know, big team battles that happen in like, you know, kind of like battle, battle fests on a weekend, just like Splatoon. Like I think they can maybe make, that kind of stuff happen. I love um, that. I, loved, I love that idea, by the way. I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah. I, I think I think that would be the, the best push they could do because, again, I think they recognize their multiplayer is doing insanely well for that game. People love the online for it. They love the racing. They love the feel for it. They don't need to do all this crazy stuff that they never tried before. They just need to make that stuff better. And I think the way they make that better is just a really more robust online mode. Yeah, you know what I I think I almost think I agree exactly with you. Um, and uh, you know, we we already have team racing in Mario Kart, but it's not smart enough to like not shoot a red shell at your own team, <laughs> you know. Like, so I think <laughs> yeah. there are maybe little ways they can make the team racing more exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, no, I think you're right. I, I think they'll drop the number system. I think they'll call you know Mario Kart you know Championship te- you know Championship Edition or I don't know. Uh, not that not that such name. a bad day yeah um, but I, I yeah, agree yeah. I, I think including some of those splatoon 3 uh, or two kind of quality of life improvements and giving it a little more of a community and a hub and and customizing your cart and making it yeah I think I think that could be where it goes and I agree mm-hmm. it'll probably be like you know maybe a Christmas 2025 game on switch pro yeah um, and we'll probably see it you know, E three ish time, twenty twenty five. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, for dates yeah, and stuff. I, I do feel like with Mario Kart, I, I need I, I need eight to run its course, or the rest of these courses, or yeah, and then I need to get a little tired. Like I need to like not, I need to miss it. You know what I mean? Before I get mm-hmm. really excited for it. Yeah, if it comes out like again, if it comes out, let's say. Early or mid 2024, right after the DLC is done, I like I won't be as hyped as if it took another waited another year or so. Yeah, and I and I think Nintendo knows that. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I do think that the whoever's whoever's making these new tracks in, in Mario Kart is like not their A team, you know, it's their B team putting in B yeah. team effort. So I don't know. Maybe their A team's working on something else. Maybe their A team's working on Mario Kart Nine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I agree. Like, I don't, I don't know what they could do gimmick-wise that wouldn't be too out there. You know, I, I don't think they'll go back to two uh, racers per cart, and I don't think they'll do something like aiming the shells like with a second analog or anything like that. But I do think you're right that it'll have like more community features, more re- replay features, more share features, like picture I, mode. I think there will be a there will be a new racing gimmick though. I think it'll be small, the same way that Gravity is. But again, if you look at You know, all their golf games, their tennis games, their Pokemon games. Again, I know it's a different developer, but um, they always have one new gimmick. I I, think Mario Kart 2. You know what I think the gimmick will be is that they'll include many more Nintendo franchises. Yeah, I could see it being Mario Kart Universe. Yeah. And it's not only the universe of characters, but like, you just, there's a lot more crazy kind of space stuff and, and the worlds that you go through are like, there's just a lot more kind of. It's not so grounded in, you know, the Mario Earth. It's like you can go to, like, some crazy, crazy places. Yeah, I mean, some people have speculated they're going to call it, like, you know, Nintendo Kart. And then, but I I really don't think they will. I think they're going to have to keep the Mario Kart brand name. Yeah, I think Mario Kart Universe would be good. Yeah, and and I think there's definitely room for, you know, Kirby, Captain Falcon, Olimar. And, you know, it could just be one level, one kart, and one character from each of these games. Mm-hmm. and it'd just be awesome i mean how they've included link and zelda and how they've included animal crossing it's 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 awesome so more of that you know mm-hmm. um all right well i mean uh, i guess that concludes our mario kart chat yeah that was that was interesting um but anyways let, let's talk about what we've been playing a little bit because i've been playing a lot of games okay i want to i do you want to go first well i have six games to talk about Okay, I have just one. I think you've been playing it too. I, I mean, I have Neo, and then the the, the game that I think we both have, are going to talk about. Okay, I'll go first. I'll talk about some of the ones I've uh, I, I played, you know, the less exciting ones. I keep playing Devil May Cry 5. Um, just okay. just droning through it. I, at this point, like I, it's like now it's a 7 out of 10, soft 7. Um I, I find it like again. I understand that Bayonetta is way more crazy with your ideas. I just am surprised that you love Bayonetta so much and find that game fell flat. I, I just the controls. I just don't feel like I'm breaking combos out in the same. Like the thing with Bayonetta is that I feel like I'm I'm constantly like learning new combos. Like I I can pick it up and play, and because I've unlocked all the combos, if you kind of just mash buttons in different orders, like you're gonna see new crazy shit where in devil may cry 5 i feel like i i maybe I, it's because i haven't unlocked everything but it just feels a little like there's less moves and less. it doesn't feel like i'm stringing together the moves yeah, you, the sh- same you way. should watch like uh you should watch like a professional like play that game that like the ones who have like triple s crazy combo videos the stuff they do is like you you're like how the hell did they even do those moves well yeah i should watch some of that and i have gotten to some of those things where I'm like juggling in the air, right? Like, I'm, like, I'm using the grapple hook, bringing in the air, hitting them, j- grabbing the, the guy. ground Pulling them back, yeah. Yeah, but I just feel like the actual, like, sword play itself, like, I'm not able to, like, do tons of different sword moves. Um, and I've, I've unlocked all the characters now, and I think by far my favorite is the one, I can't remember his name, but he, like, controls v. a... The new, the new guy. Yeah, he controls, like, a tiger and a falcon. Yeah, V. And then he has to finish them off, and that's, honestly, it feels like that kind of, like, feels a little bit like uh, Astral chain to me
1: okay.
0: uh where like you're doing some moves and you're finishing him and honestly that was that was the highlight of me was playing as him uh, that's um, that's the character I told you to let me know what you thought of when you played him yeah I, he's I really it's cool. just, just an interesting way to play yeah I, I really dig that character I just don't ha- have much of a care for the other two and um I just don't like the you know what it really the really the thing I really don't like is is I really don't find this I mean obviously the story's nothing to me. But the environments are so boring, and I feel like I'm just in this like weird um, fleshy kind of pit for like half the game. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm just, it's just, I feel like I'm just going from room to room, fighting the same enemies. Like there doesn't feel like there's a huge enemy variety either. Um, yeah, I would say that's true for Bayonetta. but oh, I, I don't think, and so. no, I disagree. Uh, Bayonetta too, I feel like there's every mini boss is like a new thing. Um and in, and in Devil May Cry, it's like I feel like I can count the number of enemies I've fought on like two hands. Barely. Uh, so I don't know, I i it's like mindless fun, but I, I really just feel like I'm going from room to room to room. And and I think the one thing with Bayonetta that may I mean, essentially these character action games are similar in that you're basically going from place to place and kind of getting trapped in an arena to fight guys. But in Bayonetta, they kind of, at least number two, they hide it a lot more because you're, you know, on a wave that's crashing through ancient Rome or you're on a jet flying through a city or on a train that's exploding. And kind of the environments feel crazier um, Mm -hmm. where I don't get any of that in in Devil May Cry. Like in Bayonetta, it's it's like insane. Like there's moments where like you're controlling this giant god in the background, like falling through an interdimensional portal and fighting. And it's just, it's just insane where where devil may cry I'm like kind of walking from one fleshy pit room to the next yeah <laughs> um and i i don't i honestly don't understand how the game is so loved devil may cry five um i just don't i i mean i i liked it i i don't know i I hear what you're saying, but i find the i found the combat pretty pretty good yeah uh, anyways it's it's okay i'm i'm gonna keep going um because of that uh the other game that's, uh, I don't have much to talk about is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. Okay, you mentioned this to me by text. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I bought it and I, I had to have it. Um, but it was funny, like I bought it because I was like, it, it's almost like a lot of these games are like lost in time for me. Like I can't get my hands on some of these games in any other mm-hmm. way. So it's, it's almost this amazing ability to play these, like I mentioned before, the amazing ability to play games that I have no way to get. It's uh, just so Because like, you bought that game digitally, right? Yeah. And... It's just so uh, interesting because, like... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I know you're going to lose that game to time eventually. Why? Well, like, I mean... Unless you keep moving your Switch account every time you buy a Switch. I, I just mean, like... To not I, have physical means you don't really have the... I will... Uh, I, well, here's the thing. Like, with 3DS, for example... Like, I have my 3DS loaded up with all those games. And, like, I will never sell that 3DS. Like, I know that's the end stop <laughs> for 3DS games. But then I just hold on to my new 3DS forever and keep those, mm-hmm. game, keep those games downloaded. They're all on a micro SD. Like there's no, and it's not, it doesn't do online checks. So it's like, there's no real reason that'll go away. And if the Switch rate reaches that point, like, I mean, life is only so long, right? I, I mean, I'm going to die yeah. eventually. I only need to hold my Switch, for what, 30, 40 more years and I'm dead. But um, the, the point is like, you know if, if switch runs to a point where like let's say nintendo goes out of business even or or or, or or switch <laughs> 2 comes out and they're like okay switch 2 doesn't play any switch games or that nintendo's like we're all in on vr and i'll just i'm not gonna sell my switch you know what i mean so yeah it, and it's and it's just like where you know back in the day like i don't have a super nintendo to play the super nintendo cartridges anymore and they don't even connect to a tv anymore like I don't have the comp- composite adapters to, to mm-hmm. so to plug it in. Where with Switch, like it's HDMI, and HDMI will probably be future-proof for the rest of our lives, if not for multiple decades, right? So, I do feel like buying this collection is like buying it to sit in my collection for the rest of my life, and um, it's almost like I'm I'm not super excited to jump in and play these games, but it's. I have them now, and on a rainy day or on a, when I'm traveling, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and it's also just a big nostalgia rush. Like, you know, it's playing the, I remember the original NES Super, uh, or the original NES Ninja Turtles. Like, we played that at our cousin's place, uh, like Uncle Jim's kids had it. On the NES. You were probably a baby. Oh. You don't remember this. So I, th- I don't remember that game at all. That's my first experience um, with any video games. Like I remember that watching them play Mario 3 and, and Zelda and it blew me away and also playing Ninja Turtles. And so it's like, it's weird. Like I almost didn't remember these memories. And also when I had, I briefly had a Game Boy when I was young, like near the tail end of the Game Boy's life. And I had like one Ninja Earl's game and it was one that's on this collection. So it's like, whoa, like it's so weird to like have these weird, um almost like nostalgia memory rushes that you don't even remember. Yeah. Uh so for that reason alone, it's just it's an awesome collection. But I, I would say you can probably wait till the price drops because it's not cheap. Yeah. Uh anyways, Derek, okay. what are you what are you been playing? Um so one of the games I've been playing is I'm almost done. Is Neo? I know I talked about it last session. The first, so. the first one, right? The first one. So I'm almost done. The first one. Actually, I'm I'm now on the DLC. So I beat the base game. I'm playing through some of the DLC. Um, I really really like the game now that I kind of played through it. There are some some things that I don't love about it. Like it does feel a little cheap, and some of the bosses feel a little unfair or bullshit. Or like I I don't know because you've even played all the Souls games, and Elden Ring doesn't do this too bad. Because you can always run away, but sometimes in this game it's a little bit like, oh, you're you're ambushed by four guys, and it's hard enough to fight one or two at the same time, but like it's just so hard to dodge and get a hit in that mm. it feels a little bit like it, they purposely overwhelmed you to make it, like, like depressingly hard, hard. yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't very fun or fair. So it feels a little bit less skilled those moments. it's just kind of like you grind out the win, or you find some tactic that gets you through. So you have um, you beaten it now. I have beaten the main game. I still have, I think, four or five levels of the DLC to beat. Okay, um, what's it standing, so like I, on a on a, a out of ten scale for you? Um, probably like an eight point three. Like I, I don't think it's as high as an eight point five, but I think it's at least in the eight category. Okay, so so well below the From Software games. Uh, most of them, yeah. I mean, like, there's some some dark. I would say Dark Souls Two is like an eight point, uh, a little bit lower, around the same. Like again, Neo Neo is really good, but um, yeah there's some issues I have with it. I heard Neo two by most people is just like it's better in every single way, so I'm excited to eventually get to that hmm. um but i think i'll I'll do a palette cleanse with you know splatoon and and call of duty or whatever before I go back into neo two and then um, there's uh it, there's Wolong coming out early next year uh by which the is made same by the same same, team. same guys. and it's it's because I was watching the the gameplay trailer that came out last week of Wolong and it looks very similar just. It's hard to explain because again, you you haven't really played those those From games, but the fighting is a little bit different. Where um, the From games feel like your every attack really has meaning, um, where this game feels a little bit more like you know when you when, like you know when you clip through stuff in a game, like you can like walk through a chair or a table. Yeah, this game th- this game kind of feels like that, where like your sword swipe it hits them, but it also feels like it just it goes through them no matter what. Okay. Like, so it, it kind of allows for a faster combat because it's kind of like it's always it's just fluid fast moves, but it gives a little bit more of airiness like and floatiness to the to the combat where I find that from games are a lot more you know that swipe had a lot of purpose and meaning. Like I, crunch, it's like kind of weird, almost like crunchiness, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's weird to explain, but anyways, they're fun. They just they they are kind of that weird hybrid of you know the Devil May Cry or the Ninja Gaiden meets from like it's kind of this in between where it doesn't really feel like either of them. I see. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, All right, you go. Your turn. And I, I know you. What your other game is? Let's talk about that one last, because yeah, I, I, play, I play. I played a lot of it now too. Okay. Um, the other game that I actually kind of started playing a little bit today uh, was Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Yeah, I play, um, I've been the whole game. Uh, I gotta say, like, I don't know if I'm gonna play this anymore. Uh, I played for about, I don't know, twenty five minutes uh what yeah. the equivalent of like an e3 demo would be um and i just like the moment i i, I got to like a vantage point and looked around the map and it, things started to, like ding, ding 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 chest ding, ding chest ch- chestier ding ding and i'm like oh my god like that is, does not seem fun um the what, com man? the combat is better than breath of the wild it, combat. It, it's better in a way but also feels so like generic in a way like I don't know how to explain it. Um, Like, I know there's more moves, and I like the parry move, and the visuals are great. I think it's a little bit of your fanboyism. Well, no, but I think there's something, like, with... With, for example, with, um, I mean, I don't know if I haven't unlocked everything yet, and that's part of it. But with with Zelda, there's <laughs> special... twenty five minutes in, you've unlocked literally nothing. Yeah, but literally a lot, nothing. but a lot of games give you a pretty good taste of things early on. Like it's not like oh, you bar- barely see what the games like. No, but Yeah, you've unlocked nothing though. Where in Breath of the Wild, even though like the like the sword combos aren't as as interesting in, in that sense, like you can like pick up a boulder and drop it on someone, or light them on fire and, and turn them on each other. Like, there's all these, like, AI mechanics, and you can, you know, play stel- play from a distance and, like, kind of scout those on a-, a camp. I-, I don't know if any of that's going to... Those, those all exist in, in this game. Okay, okay, well, maybe... And, maybe the con- it. and there's so many more combo things that you get later on. Like, you got to do some of this... Sh- like, again, you can play or not play. I don't really care. But it, there are there are things about the game that are similar to, or almost identical to Breath of the Wild, but are better than Breath of the Wild. I don't like, doubt. You should do. You should do some of the shrines. Like just do some of the shrines, just because some of the puzzles are good. Like I, I mean, again, it's up to you, but um, it, it really is just a breath of the wild again but with some things better and some things worse like you yeah you gave it 25 minutes you got to give it a little bit of a chance yeah i guess i'm just uh you know it's with ubisoft i'm always not, i'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt you don't need to collect everything on the map just do whatever you want to do yeah and, and and i guess the other thing too is like the art style and music and and i mean the graphics are, co- are good and competent 60 frames it feels fine to play but I, I'm not really let lured in by the art style like the kind of like cartoon Greek mythology art style with like the sarcastic voiceover. like it just I, it just kind of makes me cringe a little bit and I'm just like where with Breath of the Wild like I feel like I'm brought into this magic world and I, I don't know if that's just my bias that's, that's, towards the franchise that, yeah I think it is, but I, but I don't. I honestly do think there's something to be said about like the art style and the cohesive art style of Zelda. I would say is way better than Immortals. Uh, I agree, hundred percent. I I agree with that. And again, I this is. I'm not trying to say Breath of the Wild is the worst game because it is a landslide better game. Um, and you know there are many things that Breath of the Wild is better. I just think for someone that loves Breath of the Wild so much as you do, it's worth giving that game even five hours just to see if there are things. That are like oh like this is very similar to Breath of the Wild, but it, it's something that I would love to see in Breath of the Wild too.
1: Yeah, like, I'll, I'll, I'll to keep me, at to it. me, there's
0: there's just some again, you don't have to play the, the whole 30 or whatever plus hour game it is, but I would play enough just to kind of get an idea of things. Because I would love to talk to you about this on like a real podcast and just kind of dissect the things that you know what worked or why did Breath of the Wild work on these things and why and what things could they improve on based on these other again that's so similar to it. Well, let me ask you: in in Immortals: Phoenix Rising, like, are there towns? Like, are there NPCs? Is there like a a sense that we're exploring a real world, or am I exploring a game environment? Like, wh- you know, um, there's no towns. Um, I don't think um, there are definitely NPCs. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit different. But again, like I don't find Breath of the Wild has that many towns where I'd be like, "Oh, there's so many towns in this game." There's there's probably more towns in in Breath of the Wild than every other 3D Zelda combined. <laughs> like literally. Like there's 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 like a good amount of towns in Breath of the Wild. There's at least 10. Uh yeah. not including little camps and cottages and and uh, straggling NPCs where like, you know, I, I don't think short I don't think there's not a lot of towns in Breath of the Wild. No, I, I, yeah, you're right. I think Breath of the Wild does a good job. I just don't I don't think of towns, and I think of like a pinnacle moment. Anyways, no, the answer is if you're comparing towns to towns, Breath of the Wild does that much better. I guess I guess my point is that um, when I look at something like Breath like the, I I struggle with open world games. Like I don't really play a lot of them but the ones that i have gotten really into which are breath of the wild gta and red dead redemption are all they all give me a real sense of place where i really feel like i'm simulating living in like exploring this real world yeah, you won't then you won't feel that in this game okay but again i still I, and again I, for that reason alone if that doesn't grab you don't play the whole game but give that game a couple of hours just to just to experience the content of the game and see what would work and what doesn't. Yeah, and I, I really know. I know at some point you can fly, so I really want to get that that ability. Do some, do some like uh, I would say, do some small shrines and do like one or two of the big main shrines or something. Okay. And then you know just call it there and just see what you like. Okay, I'll it, keep it, at it. will yeah, it's good. I mean the thing on Xbox Series X for one, it's free, but it's also uh, 60 frames and, and it looks really nice. So it's like that's one thing that I. I, it's such a clean-looking game in mm-hmm. terms of uh, technical presentation. Like, that game it really had my hooks in, in me. Like, I play that game, like, eight hours a day some days. Like I guess it, it I just, guess where I'm good. at, though, I'm just a little worried with the, the season of games coming. Like, I don't have time to really, like, play it, everything and anything. Yeah, you don't play very many games in general, so... Uh, yeah, um, but gaming season is coming, I can feel. Like, I, I, I go through seasons, right? Like, I'll go through entire, entire months and swaths of time where I, like, almost play nothing, and then I go yeah. through, like, hardcore gaming moments, right? Um, so... Yeah, it's it's just, like, it, again, and this isn't a charisma to you. Because I know you're busy and you, play, you watch a bunch of movies and play other stuff, but it's, like, the fact that you haven't beaten Elden Ring, most Elden Ring players would be, like, appalled by that. But, you know, what, I, be, I bet, like, well less than 50% of people who bought that game have beaten it. And also, I have put 70 hours into it. Like, it's not like I've not invested a lot of it. I know, but that's what I'm trying kind of in. saying. It's like, at this point, like, how come you can't just finish it? It's like, you're so close to the it's, end. It's just, G- the, it's just that daunting feeling of, um... And, and I guess I've been warned by you and others that, like, there's just frustrating blocks at the end where I'm, like, going to get no, the bosses you, that I hate and won't get through. You'll be fine. The fact that you're using summons, you'll be fine. Okay. Well, man, I I, I, I will get... I will be, beat it. Um... So I have... Keep keep going with your games. Okay, so I have three more games on my list. Uh, So I played Resident Evil 4 VR the other day at my friend's. Mm -hmm. On his... uh, I don't even know which Oculus I think it was. And um, so I haven't done a ton of VR in my life. This is probably like my fourth VR experience. Uh, And I've got to say, like, when I first put... When I first started playing, I was, like, blown away. Like, blown away so much, it was almost like having a Mario 64 moment, where I'm like, whoa, like, I, this is a, this is, this is blowing my fucking mind, you know? <laughs> uh, like, because, because the way it works is it actually tracks just steps you take, so you, you are actually walking, and my friend has a pretty big open space, so I was able to, like, walk fully around, and, like, it's like I walked back to where the guys, you know, when they drop you off at the beginning, you're the two drivers, and I, like, walked back to the car, and, like, leaned my head in the window, and, like, went right up to his face, and it was just, like, it was just really kind of incredible, Um, but then you kind of run into this and and like, it's, it's amazing. Like I can fully turn around. It's like you fully turn around and there's things behind you. It's you're there. Like you are fully there. But I think the main disconnect for me was that you, the way to move is, um, like with the, you can move with like an analog stick and I think it kind of gives motion sickness. So a lot of people do this kind of warping motion where you like point to the ground and then you like warp to where that spot is. And I know, like, that's how they did it in Half-Life Alex as well, but I also know that Half-Life Alex the whole game was tailored around that style, where, like, you kind of warp to a point, have a little bit of a, a, a gameplay there, and you warp to another point. Like, it's... Where Resident Evil's not really like that, it's most like you're always on your feet, you're always stepping backwards and stepping forwards and, and running and getting a new vantage point, and there was such a disconnect of, like, pointing to an area and warping there that, like... Almost instantly took me out of the game as soon as I had to start playing it. If that makes any mm. sense, like as soon as I started getting attacked by guys and fighting them, like yeah, there's this awesome like you're swinging the knife and you're really shooting them. It feels great, but I don't know. It's like this this warping motion. Like it feels like you can for one cheese the hell out of the game because you insta warp, right? Mm-hmm. So you can just like warp away, warp anywhere, warp like point behind them and warp there, warp through them, and it's like you're cheat. You can really cheese it, and also it just it. it really disconnects you to make it feel like some sort of light gun shooter. And um there but there is this thing you can buy. My friend was showing me and it's like what it is it's like a circular pad and you stand on it and you can actually like walk and run and it it means that you could actually like walk through the whole game. And it, it, you t- it, like, ties you to a safety... Res- it looks ridiculous. Like, it ties you to the safety restraint, and you're, like, kind of hard... Oh, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Hardship, but it allows you to, like, walk through the game, and I think that would change it for me and, and really be awesome. But this this thing is, like, over $1,200 just for, like, a walking pad. So it's just a little bit goofy, and when you see someone doing it, it, like, almost looks like... It looks ridiculous. Um, So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of, like... I, I, I'm mixed about it. Like, on one hand, it's so incredible and, and scary and, like, you're really there. But on the other hand, there's this, like, great disconnect that I'm not quite over. And, hmm. you know, certain things like, um, you know, the original game, even it's re-released, is, is really designed around being, like, a limited uh, perspective. 16 by 9, you're, you can't really, like, look straight up and straight down, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, all these problems start to appear where like you'll be like wow it looks real but then you look kind of like up to the left and it's just like a polygon mountain and nothing you know mm-hmm. and it, it really kind of removes you from it if you kind of look away from where you're supposed to look um so i'm kind of mixed like i for one it it, it made me go from when i first started playing it to wow i need to run out and buy one of these instantly and in about five minutes i'm like "Ah, uh, i don't think so <laughs> so that's kinda of where I'm at with that one. Yeah, yeah. Um the other game I played before I'll get we'll talk about immortality, is uh I played this Platoon three Splatfest demo. Right. Uh, and it was this time it was nice, it was for a whole twelve hours. So it really wasn't you can really how long did you play it for? I must have played for at least four and a half hours. Um oh my god. <laughs> so I gotta say it, I it's funny, like I it was I gotta say, like, I love Splatoon so much. Like, there's something about, like, the feel of the game where I I almost want to say it's, like, maybe it's up there with, like, Odyssey and Mario Kart and Smash Bros. for, like, one of the best feeling games ever. Like, I just can paint and swim around and it feels so great. And I think I mentioned you, they have these two new moves where it's, like, you can kind of, like, jump backwards while you're swimming and it's a deflective, so it's a little bit like a... It has that kind of satisfaction of a Smash Bros. um... Deek, Deek, yeah and also when you're going up a wall it's faster and smoother feeling but also you can do a jump that also gives you like a moment of um of uh what's it called when you can't get eye frames invincibility invincibility so you so you can kind of like jump over a lip and have this moment in the air where you're shooting and uh it feels it just feels great like i i love the motion controls in it too because i feel like i'm just kind of like hosing paint everywhere as i'm like literally moving my hands it's like i really feel feel great and um the town feels really good. And, like, I, I just kept it basic. I, I used the basic splatter shotgun. But the the music's really great. Like, they did a remix of the theme that's really catchy, and I really was into it. And um, the new maps are really great. They're really, like, bigger. And uh, the graphics, like, although it's hard to pinpoint why, the graphics are better. Like, it, it feels way more detailed. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, ju- it just like makes the original two feel like the, the levels of, the, the environments are very, very basic in, in a way that this one is feels so much more alive and detailed. And the, in the, um, the, the town area is so much bigger. Uh, and it's like kind of, it's like, we, it's exactly what I, what I told you. I thought it was gonna be like almost like a clock town where like, there's kind of like a loop that you can walk around, mm. but there's just like so many details to it. And, um, you know, it's just, and uh, the action... I, mean, I haven't even gotten to the gameplay so much. But even the area that you go to start up a... Like a turf battle. So you don't... You never, ever have to wait in a menu anymore. Ever. Like I... Like literally you go in. You select what match you want to get into. And you're in... Inst- and then you just like zoom around. And like practice with your guns. And then you'll start to see people appear there that will be on your team. And mm. if, you, if you do... If you're like, oh, I, w- I played this team. I want to play again. And press continue. And don't leave... Then you see those people swimming around in your, uh, in like testing their items in the like waiting zone. That's cool. And it's cool. Cause you can actually see, and in the, in, in the waiting zone, you can see like other players, like, you know, and, uh, avatars of players like leaning against the wall and you go up to them and they're like, Hey, I'm looking for another player for my match for my team. Um, and, you know, never had to wait to get into a match, always 60 frames a second, and, um, you know, the, in, in that area, in that little waiting area, is the locker room area, so it's just really cool to be like, okay, I'm like, I'm waiting for that minute in between matches, and I'm gonna, you know, swim over to the locker room, like, look at the lockers of who I've been playing, and, and test my guns, and, like, it's a subtle difference, but it it's a huge difference. and it makes the world feel more alive, yeah. Alive, and, and it's just going to be infinitely, infinitely easier for you to be like, let's join a game. Okay, let's play against each other. Let's play with each other. And the other thing that gives me some kind of, uh, I don't know, hope, is that in the town, there's lots of areas that lead somewhere. And I know you didn't play uh, Octo Expansion, but like when you buy or download Octo Expansion, it like there's like a pathway into a tunnel in the town that opens up. And then you can now take that passageway into a new, like, hub area, so to speak, Hmm. the subway system. And there's a lot of areas uh, that could potentially be similar in this. Like, there's clearly areas that, like, a big open area that leads to a staircase that has, like, a rope roped off. And I'm just kind of like, well, where are all these going to lead? Who knows, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, I guess, um, you know, it, it does feel like a proper sequel in all those ways. I, I, I'm not really someone who's going to be like, oh, yeah, the new weapons are this and that. I didn't really even try them. Um, but it just feels great. And, and honestly, it's weirdly one of those games where, like, when the demo went away, I still, like, think about playing it. Like, I had this kind of, like, it's on my thoughts, kind of like Breath of the Wild was or Elden Ring was. Like, not every game does that. Where, like, you're like, you can't wait to get back to playing it. Um, and the last thing I'll mention is that I did the, um, well, the, the, the one thing, it seems like the, one of the disappointing things is that map rotation is back, so you, there's only two maps for, per hour or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. And you do have to wait through the talking of the, guy, like the, the hosts when you start the game up. Oh, I don't think you have to. I think it's just because of Splatfest. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, but it, S- but someone says Splatfest, they'll still do. But the other ones, you can like put your phone away, and it'll just appear in the top. Left. Oh, great. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's it's felt shorter, but um, anyways, it, it, I'll just tell you my experience with the Splatfest. Like, I, I chose Team Scissors, and man, we were smoking people. And and one one of the things I love about Splatoon is no matter how good the players against you are, like you're never gonna get like Call of Duty wrecked. Like you can always mm-hmm. kind of do well. Um, but Scissors won at halftime, right? Like, at halftime, we we were the winner. And then what happened was you go into tricolor battles where you go in and basically it'll be you four... At, only at the halfway point does the tricolor battle unlock. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't even... It's funny. It's weird. It's like, if you're on the losing teams, you can choose tricolor battle. But if you're on the winning team, you don't get to choose. So you'll either load up a turf battle again or a tricolor battle. And I'd say... Maybe 75% of the battles I was in were tricolor. Where it's you with four players and you fight two of each other color. And I don't want to say it's broken, but it's... I didn't win. We didn't even come close to winning a single match as the yeah, as the that's defender. What I, heard. I heard too. I heard the like the middle team. It's like impossible. It's like in, insanely hard. I, and yeah, that's what I read too. And, and even Nintendo acknowledged it. They're like, we need to fix this. And I and I think it's it's as simple as like making the re, the respawn times a little bit different or making it longer to to uh to kind of steal the tower in the middle. Like I think they will fix it, but. um it was a little bit discouraging. Like it was fun. It was really kind of interesting and fun fighting like teams of two off. But um, yeah, they really need to fix that because it's like coming in first and then coming in last after that. Like that's pretty clear as day that it's um, not quite there. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm really excited to get this next week and a week, one week today. I'm like really, really stoked on getting it. And uh, yeah, just, I'm, I'm really excited to play. It's great. Great. Feels great to play. Well, I'm going to be playing it with you. Are you getting it on day one? Yeah, I will, yeah. Sweet. It's my September game. So I guess we'll, uh, what, like load up Xbox chat? Yeah, like Discord is complicated. Apparently you have to use your the mobile Discord app to use it on Xbox. Like it's not as nice as it could be. But we can, yeah, we can use Discord on, on Xbox and then play. But something. Do we even need Discord or couldn't we just do an Xbox party chat? Oh yeah, you're right. We could just do that. Yep. Okay, because I want to use that headset, and I, I don't think that headset I can just like use with Discord on my phone. I think I need to use your yeah. Xbox, right? Let's yeah, let's do that. Um, cool. Okay. Um, I guess the last game is Immortality. Yeah. I don't quite know how to talk about this game because it's almost like it spoils. It, yeah, it spoils it. It spoils it. So I, I, I guess let's say this. So for our listeners, all three of you. And out of the three of you, the one that's made it to the end here, if you're interested in this game playing it, I would suggest maybe ending the podcast here, um, because this game or experience, I'd call it, is yeah. is like, I'd say it's tantamount to go into this blind. <laughs> um, I went in completely blind, and uh, I, yeah, we'll talk about it, like, it's pretty cool, but... To know about it would definitely take away from it. Agreed. Um, so, anyways. So, so, if you're a listener, maybe stop now. Unless you want to kind of spoil this game for yourself. Because I really want to talk to you about it. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not... I played maybe three-ish hours today. Okay. Have, um, you, have you seen the credits roll yet? No. Okay, okay. So, but I have... Have you? You have, obviously... Yeah, 've I've seen the credits roll and then I did a bit more after I, I think I understand the the, the plot of uh, the movies and the overarching plot like I, I think I know everything yeah I mean for me uh for one I really did not know what I was doing at first <laughs> I just kind of was going through it and I, I still find the um the UI system between jumping between pictures and video clips like clunky do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it doesn't yeah. feel clean but there comes a point where you're just kind of like who cares like I'm just gonna flow I'm I'm just like picking up these pieces to try to piece this together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I really didn't know what was going on. But um, I, I gotta say, like the moment I started to clue in on the like reversing, like rewinding thing. Yeah, the first time that happened was wild. The first time that happened, I almost got scared. Yeah,
1: um, mine, mine
0: happened in the in the church, and I don't know if you know that scene where the church and the the, the girl comes in the middle walking down the aisle. Not specifically, but okay. Anyways, I I rewound, rewound it, and like all of a sudden everything changed. This person's like this different person's walking across. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like everything, like it was freaky. Yeah, and I think the thing that I think the thing that's so powerful about is I started off being like, what is this? But I very quickly got to the talk show clip where the one director is like talks about there being an accident and and the main character becoming a recluse. And at that moment, I'm like, okay, now I understand. Like I need to find out what happened. Mhm. More or less. Uh and it's interesting cuz it's like you're watching clips from the movie that they filmed but also the rehearsals and the some of the behind the scenes like it's it's really interesting format. Mhm. And I also really like how they the acting is like actually good. Agreed. Yeah. Um I was really surprised like it's actually like seems like a decently high quality production in that sense. Like they really did make three complete movies. Yeah, totally. Um well, I don't know about that. You think they'll actually equal out to being in... Like, they'll, you could actually piece the whole movie together? Yeah. They're they're like, I, I have... Like, you can figure out the entire scene by scene. I wonder if you can actually... Like, they're you can just, like, watch that whole movie. You can't. I, I mean, I don't know if you can in that sense, because there's still the... Like, I don't think anyone's actually edited and taken out, like, the, the after the cut kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I think almost every scene of each movie is actually there. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't wanna I can't I don't wanna spoil because you're not done, but I mean, obviously not every movie none of them are officially finished. Yeah, true. Um but you know, it's it's interesting because you, you really it almost feels like a detective mystery, like I'm playing like I'm in the ring, the movie. Like Yeah, I don't I don't see it as a video game. I see it as like I feel like I'm a forensic Person looking through footage to like solve a mystery. That's really what I, I same. Think I, I, I to me, it's like a, a visual experience. And honestly, like I almost playing it, I'm like, wow, they need to make lots more of these. Yeah, it's just such a unique. Like again, I, I think there are faults. Like I agree that ui's clunky. Sometimes it feels a little aimless or or unclear of what kind of your expectations are or what to do. Um, it's but kind it's of part a new, of it though, right? It's yeah, kinda... and it's like it's such a unique experience though that it's like I I it's so interesting. Like I, after I beat this game, you know, it did kind of linger in my mind for the past few days. I have talked about it pretty excessively on the forums um, just because it's so interesting kind of to discuss what we interpreted or what we kind of pulled out from certain scenes. Cause it is one of those things where it's like, Oh, you'll, you'll hear something in one scene and you go back and go, well, that kind of means that those, that the lines in those other three scenes that I thought were weird actually are a lot more interesting than they were when I first watched them. Yeah, absolutely. And and at the beginning, it was interesting because you know the first the first movie, I guess the the older Ambrosio. movie. Ambrosio, is, yeah. like this kind of religious, weird religious thing. And at first, I am like, that's kind of lame. But then you realize it's kind of like extraordinarily dark, <laughs> and also you kind of learn the context of these, like I guess these black the, the black and white footage of like these demons that are. Like, I mean, don't don't spoil anything for me because I'll tell you my interpretation because I am not as far as you, but. It's like these demons have like possessed these people and are manipulating and like basically making these movies and kind of manipulating these people and doing these kind of evil things and almost like they're um, tricksters, right? Like they're trickster demons. And one seems, the woman demon seems more compassionate. The other one seems more evil. And it's like, you're right, it adds these kind of dark context to these scenes, especially when you go back and you rewatch the alternate version of them. Mm-hmm. And I guess for now, I'm just trying to piece together like what actually happens to the girl. Cause I know now like the demons have somehow manipulated the situation to have that one actor get killed. Um, but I'm just, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And, and I'm, and I'm also, I'm almost at a point too, where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to like do picture mode and I'm getting the same clips come up. Um, and now I need to like start looking at items, or start finding a, a character, or a, 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 a yeah, a character that I haven't explored yet. Yeah. You know, like I'll find someone in the background and be like, okay, I'm going to explore everything to do with this character and see like where their whole backstory comes into it. Yeah. Um, I haven't quite pieced together the timeline because I know there's a timeline between like when someone was possessed, and then like it's like the 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 DP of the first movie becomes the director of the second movie, and like he gets possessed in there. Um, but I haven't quite gotten like, I don't know if there is like a full answer to it all or if it's very interpretive and yeah like, uh, it's, if you really thought and, and see every clip and discuss it, there is a clear picture of what, what's going on. Um, so like to one, like my goal was kind of, I want to understand the plot of each movie and kind of what happens on the set of each movie. And I wanted to understand, you know, what the black and white stuff are and the, the overarching plot line. Mm-hmm. Um, which I th- I think I have. It's really interesting. Um, one of the things that it was kind of funny. So, you know, when I was watching those black and white videos, um, and you're on the right right path, I think. Um, you know, I didn't really know who those those characters were in the black and white videos or whatever. And then at some point, I, I clued into the dates. So you know, how they, they they you can go in chronological order of the 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 films. Yeah, and they're also it's all the it's on the slate at the beginning of the cl- the movie yes. clips. Yeah. But, but I mean the first movie's in I, I think 68 or something and the second movie's in the 70s and the third movie's in the 90s yeah and okay it, I, I didn't re- I didn't realize like it took me a long time to realize oh shit like something weird like this is the moment where I was re- was really like something really weird happened here because this girl is the same girl and it's 20 years later and she's not aging yeah and and the the older the older director of the third movie knew her in the other ones, but doesn't seem to realize that she's this, the same age. Like that, that was when I was kind of like, whoa, some, like there's a, there's a weird mystery going on here and th- there's some stuff. It, it was just kind of mind blowing. And I was like, Oh, like there's a lot more to this than I realized. Yeah. Um, I gotta say yeah. like, it's gotta be so far um, just the most unique gameplay experience of the year. Agreed. Like uh, I think it's other amazing. other than Splatoon's, uh, you know, tricolor. <laughs> <laughs> like I like again. I don't. I don't. It's hard to say. Is is this game like a fun game, or is like you're kind of just like scrubbing through footage? But again, the acting and the movies are interesting enough to keep you captivated. Um, like I, I think about is this going to be in my top ten game of the year? And I think it will, just for the uniqueness of it. Um, Same. I, I honestly think, and and I gotta say, like the. The feel, the unsettling feeling I have playing this and, and going through it, I don't know if I've ever felt that in a game, and it's it's yeah. one of those feelings that only so few movies have given me.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I don't especially know if if you felt... feel like
0: this game's, especially if you feel like it's not a game, but it's like you know, if, if you actually think you're a person that's watching real footage of a person, like it is really unsettling. Yeah, I I look at it as as a game, as a game, but it's a game where I'm trying to solve the mystery and and understand it and and like, yeah, I, it, that's that's how I interpret the game. Like that, that's the gamifying of it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just haven't been this like, I guess unsettled and disturbed by a game since. Hell, since since Resident Evil Silent Hill 2 or Resident Evil 1 remake, like nothing's <laughs> gotten to me that way where it's like, whoa, like I'm really disturbed. Like that especially the first few times I rewound it and didn't realize that I could like go a certain speed and unlock a video. Yeah. There'd just be like these moments where I'm rewinding and like there's just like a shadowy figure comes over her when when something happens. And I'm like, and I like, I actually like got scared in broad daylight. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, whoa, like what was that oh my god like what this is there's something deeper here like i when i first started playing i'm like oh you you go through the clips you unlock more clips i maybe have to freeze it and zoom in on things like a like phoenix Wright ace attorney style um (laughs) and and, but then you're right as as and also like the stories are dark there's killing there's murder and there's also like nudity like that was also weird for me like i'm like wow real nudity in a game Like, this is, and it's all artistic, but it's like, this is really wild. And they're talking, it's very sexual. Like, I'm, I'm, a game like this, I don't know how it even was allowed to come out. Like, it's borderline, yeah. you, know, <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah. I, I don't know what else to really say about it. It's just really, really cool and unsettling. And I, I'm glad you liked it because I, I really didn't know how you were going to like it, whether you would be like that or you'd be like, again, because I, I know you're so. So heavily reliant on really fun gameplay, and you know, really, this game is not a fun game. It's just a really captivating, interesting series of footage. Like, well, like it's fun in the sense that watching a horror movie is fun. Like, it's not. It's like you're uncomfortable. You're nervous. You're unsettled. You're disturbed. You don't know when things are gonna really rock you to your core. And like, that's the fun part of, I, I, of it. I, I, I just mean more so like the gameplay of it. Like, there is no, there is really no good gameplay to this. You it's know, basically it's like a, watching it. yeah, but it's like the, the mental like that what you're actually doing with your mind while watching it I think is what makes it so good. yeah and I, I gotta ask you one little thing like I, there came a point when I was playing when I started to realize that I realized what I was looking for. I did start to like re- fast forward through clips like I didn't sit there and watch every clip fully. Um, I haven't watched every every clip fully. But I just mean, even, even some of the clips of, like, scenes in the movie, I'll kind of glean that, like, this is not that important of information, and I'll kind of, like, fast forward through it, looking for the important information, or looking for the moment where there's a the ghostly figure, right? Yeah, so it's, I wouldn't say it's always a ghostly figure. Like, again, part of the fun is figuring out what happened on the movies that made them not come out, or, you know, what what, what transition between one movie to the next. mm mm-hmm. um, so there are some scenes that are like whoa, like I shouldn't have fast-forwarded that because that was a really even though it wasn't a black and white rewind clip. It was one of those scenes where it's like, wow, that really that showed that character in a way that was not normal. Like that character is on the set of the footage didn't do what they normally do, like something weird has happened at this time. What then I go back chronologically of the movie or chronologically in in the calendar, what happened to this character to make them change so drastically between this footage and earlier on, yeah, because there there are moments where you're like that character just is so not what they're normal. Yeah, I, I'm actually excited to, to jump back into it. I mean, I, I played for a good like three hours my first time, and I'll probably just do a one nether sitting and do three hours and really get to the end, and that'll probably be it. But, yeah, I think um, I, that's all you really need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's cool. Like I mean, yeah, it's like and I I don't know because I, I I edit right? Like I'm a I video editor like. It feels like natural in a weird way, where I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna scrub through footage. I'm gonna rewatch the same clip, and I'm gonna like try to fi- rewatch this clip in a different context. And now I'm gonna, now I'm, now that I'm like, uh, you know, I'm taking a picture of the, the black and white demon or whatever, it's taking me to a clip where now I'm like, oh, well, why is why is me taking a picture of them taking me to this clip? Well, let me mm-hmm. now explore reexplore this clip. Like, it, it feels like almost like video editing in a weird way. Um, not, you know, like you're looking through your. Raw footage. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, are you doing it where you try to focus on one movie at a time, or are you just jumping out? Like, do you are you trying to follow the plots of all three movies? So right now, I, to be honest with you, I only thought there was two movies. So I think I'm mixing up the '90s and this in this '80s '70s one. Okay, there's um, the one where she has there's one where she has red hair, one where she has the short brunette, and there's the one where she's a blonde. Yeah. Okay. The blonde one I haven't got too much of yet. Uh, okay, I've okay. seen a lot of auditions for that. I am. I haven't. I, I'm, I'm. I now pretty much get the idea of the first movie, Ambrosia. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I watched. I watched that entire movie before I looked at the other two at all. So I like only focused on those clips and watched all of it to understand that movie. Okay, I, so I think I was jumping around a lot more at the beginning. I, I was like, I was kinda of trying to get a grasp of what the game was. So I was jumping mm-hmm. around so much that I kind of looked at pieces of everything, and then. Um, I think now that I have more of a grip on it, I'm going to like do what you're saying and kind of go through chronologically and really start to break, like, figure it out in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, I was kind of just jumping around and trying to get a grip on things. And, and now I get the idea that there's this kind of movie production team and this actor and these things possessing them. And, this, and I, actually, at the beginning, I thought the mystery was figuring out how that guy got shot on set. Um, mm. so that's kind of where my initial mind was. It's like, oh, it, it all leads up to the shooting and how did he die and what happened and how so you've seen him get shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw him got shot very, very early. Oh, okay. So I knew it instantly. I'm like, I, I instantly saw the talk show clip where he says there was an accident on set. She became a recluse. And then I also, then I finally saw the clip of him actually getting shot. And then everything around that, I'm like trying to find out why. See, what's cool to me is when I did it, I felt – I don't know if you've seen the scene. I've seen the scene where she is on camera. She films herself apologizing for the accident before I even knew what the accident was. So she – like there's a, there's a scene where she sits down in front of the camera. She go and it's like her being the, like herself, not, not a character – and she's like you know it was an accident i didn't mean for it to happen like i have to go away now like i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do this for the movie and i was like i was like what the hell is like what happened like i don't know so that's like kind of was the driving for me to to search through that movie more yeah, it, it, yeah. That, that's cool i haven't seen that clip yet um the one that really got to me was uh the one where it's she's burning the mannequin i don't know if you've seen that one yet yeah uh that one was just like all, all of a sudden it's like i'm just watching like a clip out of a horror movie and like it just it just went from such a like so much of it feels so innocent in a way like they're just making a movie and it's all part of this movie and it's like auditions that are innocent and rehearsals See, that are innocent it, it, it's it's interesting because that was the clip that unlocked the ending for me
1: so i don't
0: i don't i don't actually know what unlocks the ending credits but that was the last scene before the the final moment of me getting the it might sequence. be. It might be that you have to get a certain number of clips. Like I don't really yeah. quite know. To me, it's like I don't quite even know why it would need an ending. You know what I mean? Like it's just leave. Like let me figure it out and never let it end. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not quite sure like what the ending is per se. But um. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't stand out as a significant ending yeah but yeah that, that um, was a yeah but super cool experience like i, I and, and it, what a great game pass game like i, I probably wouldn't have bought this on me, me too on anything else so it's really quite cool yeah i'm um, glad you liked it i, I really wasn't sure because you know it's similar to your work and the other yeah, gameplay is just it's different i i can see someone not giving it a chance like really you know trying it out for five for like literally two minutes I and mean, being like this is stupid and giving up on it but like if you really give it a chance yeah it's Really awesome, awesome experience for sure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and creepy, like just creepy, like yeah. cre- creepy in a way that a, that a linear movie can't be. Again, there there are, I think you've even like figured out some of them, but there are moments where, like you'll see a black and white footage and it'll reveal something, and you're like, oh, like truly, like oh damn, like the past ten scenes that I've seen of this movie are completely different than what I just thought they were. Okay, don't, don't tell me any more because no, right, now yeah. I want to go play and, and uh, figure more out on this. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Derek, that's pretty much a... We've talked for two hours now. I think it's yeah, this is a podcast. good podcast. <laughs> yeah, good podcast. Let's call it. Okay, let's call it a night. Uh, if you're still out there listening, uh, thanks for joining us and please uh, subscribe, leave a comment, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, and Derek, good chat. Yeah, this a good chat. Uh, this is Nintendo Bros Podcast. This is Derek. I'll see you later. And this is Peter, signing out.